Joshua Kids is our community outreach organization committed to the youth and families of Lorraine, Ohio. Our program has been successfully servicing the community and thousands of children for the past 30 years. Many of the children in our program are exposed to many negative things in their home lives and many times are not able to navigate through them. The goal of Joshua Kids is to equip the children in our program to not only navigate through their lives, but to have a true understanding of who they are and transcend their environments to be able to reach back and help their families and the generations to come. Over the past 30 years, we have seen lives transformed and miraculous stories of success because of the faithfulness of our sponsors. Being able to not only financially support, but to invest time and attention and to pour into our kids has resulted in generational blessings to come from brokenness. Thank you for your faithfulness over the past 30 years of Joshua Kids, and we look forward to what God will do through your partnership with this life-changing ministry. All the Joshua Kids in the house say, hey, I'm a Joshua Kid, hey. Listen, uh, Joshua Kids is amazing. We've been in ministry here with Joshua Kids, I think like close to 30 years, right? I mean, it's been a long time. I was a young man when this started. I was just talking to my friend Nehemiah down here on the front row, and he's seven. And I started going to Joshua Kids when I was about seven. And uh, it has impacted my life forever, forever. I still go, uh, but I'm playing like an old man role now. I'm like, I can't stay the whole week. I'll come back in the morning. Uh, but it's, it's great. So on the steps here this morning, you guys, there are pictures of the children in our Joshua Kids program. Um, I want to show you guys this because this is Noah, and he's, he's one of the young men in Joshua Kids, sweet little kid. And uh, we have an opportunity for you all to be a sponsor. And I don't know, a lot of you have probably done this over the years. You've sponsored a child, and it is incredibly impactful. Um, there's details on the back about how much you can give and all that kind of stuff. But, but I want to share something with you that's more important to me uh, because the money always comes. Like, it, it, it's costly to do what we do. With, with these children and camp and, and the, the monthly programs and bringing them in and providing them things. And we need that. So I don't want to bypass that too quick. We need your support financially. But really, really what Noah needs and all these kids up here is that they need you. Yeah, you can say amen to that. Because they, they, and not just say amen. I need, I, I need you. <laughs> I need you to sponsor Noah. Um, because, because Noah's life is, is quite dependent on you. Oh, he's got, he got family. He's got, I don't know that Noah does. Maybe he does. But what I do know for sure is that he has you. When, when you sponsor a child and you're financially giving, that's fantastic. That helps and that gets them to, to Joshua Kids. It gets them to the camp. It's a week-long camp. It's amazing. And we're going to have tons of fun with that. But you know what makes the biggest impact is when you meet Noah actually meet him, right? Like it's not just a kid on your refrigerator. When you meet him and you share and express the love of Jesus that, that, that you have, that he can get, that Jesus has for him, it plants seeds in these young men and women that grow into adults that literally change their world. It's the only way it happens. I, we just had a conversation this morning, Brian and I, about the realities of, of the issues that our generations are growing up with. And I can throw out a bunch of stats. I won't. I know them. Uh, they get me riled up, so I won't even start talking about them. But, but the reality of, of our children not growing up with moms and dads is crushing 
our nation. It's absolutely crushing our nation. And, and the only way to combat that is Jesus. It is literally the only way to combat that. And, and by sponsoring a child and then investing into them, not with you, with you, with your time, by coming to Joshua Kids, if their parents are cool with it, by picking them up, taking them to lunch, and rewiring their brains to understand that they have a father who loves them, that they are capable of anything that they can dream of, it changes lives. And you know how I know this? Because for 30 years, we've been doing it. There's proof. This isn't like a, a theory. I'm looking at faces in the crowd today that if it wasn't for Joshua kids, who knows where we'd be. That, those are facts. So this is a time-tested, factual, data-driven, we know that this works. When, when you're spending time and investing into these children's lives, they are receiving something supernaturally that, that grows inside of them and quite literally turns them around for Jesus and propels them into destiny that's full of success, that's full of hope and joy that otherwise, in a lot of cases, will never happen. The opposite will take place. So this morning, I, I want everybody in here to very prayerfully consider grabbing one of these and doing what you can. There's multiple ways to give. I know financially it's tough on everybody, but this, this isn't just like, a, 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 I don't know, a building program. This isn't like a, we need a new parking lot. I don't need to buy new chairs. These are human beings. These are, these are what matter, right? People often ask, what do you do? I'm like, I'm in the business of people. I'm in the business of people. You are in the business of people. When you said, I want to be a part of Church on the North Coast, I want to serve Jesus, you bought into and an hour invested into the business of people. This is it. This is, this is it. This is, this, is, this is like the next step, right? Like this is why you got saved, Jesus blessed you, and now what do I do with myself? You, you invest into people. <laughs> you change generations. You change lives. You touch, you touch and you heal and you fill the void. You fill the gap. For Jesus, amen? So that's your opportunity. On the back, there's a little card. It's just got some information. Uh, we, we, need, we need your name, your email, all that kind of stuff, because then you're gonna take this yellow card. You'll pull it off out in the lobby, right in the center. There's a little card box. Dawn's gonna be out there. Our team will be out there. You drop that in there, and then we wanna be able to connect you with your sponsored Joshua kid. That way you guys can meet, right? You can meet them. You can hang out with them. You can be around. You can come to camps. You can come to Joshua kids. It's a great opportunity. Will you guys help me out with that? You can just give me like a little clap or something. Just let me know. Let me know you're feeling me, right? I, I, I love, I, I'll steal my dad's saying. I steal a lot from him. But he always said like, like I, don't, I don't really need you to hear me, son. I need you to feel me. Do you feel me? Like, I feel you. I feel you. That was usually when I was in trouble. Like, I feel you. I feel it. I feel all of it. I'm sorry. Won't happen again. <laughs> uh, but I need you to feel me this morning, all right? Well, listen, I don't want to hold up too much more time. I am uh, excited for Isaiah Boer to be in the house. He's about to bring the word. A son of church on the North Coast, man, doing his thing. You're down in Florida, right? I'm going to take the offering. I don't know. <laughs> but before, before I got to take the offering. But, man, like you're doing your thing down in Florida, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. All the good ones go to Florida, man. <laughs> kind of salty about it, to be honest, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. It's all right. We got them here today. But yeah, before we go do that, I want to give you all an opportunity to give this morning. Amen? Yeah, come on. 
It's Joshua Kids. It's our building. It's our facility. It's our word. It's our ability to be able to, to send out this word on a, on a simulcast and on the, and, the, and, the, and the interwebs, whatever you call them. And man, it's, it's exciting to be able to do all those things. But just so you're aware, guess what? It, it doesn't happen unless you support it. <laughs> We're, we're not government subsidized. We don't have any products to sell. We don't have, you know, quotas to meet. We simply are doing what it is God has told us to do. And then we are entrusting you all who covenanted with us to say, look, I got it. I got you back. We're going to do that. We're going to make sure that the undeniable testimony of Jesus is delivered in Northeast Ohio and around the world. And there's no stopping us from getting it done. That's what we're doing this morning. That's what you're giving to. That's what we're perpetuating. We're continuing the good work and continuing to ensure that our community, our state, our country, our world is receiving the gospel of Jesus Christ. And every time that you give, that's what you're doing. You're continuing the good work. Amen? This morning, there's many ways to give. You can see those options on the screen. Continue to be faithful. Continue to be faithful in that. We made a covenant relationship. We all got our coins last year, right? We, we said, hey, we're going to do this together. We're going to ensure that this takes place. This is your part. This is your part in ensuring that the gospel of Jesus Christ is continuing to be delivered across the nations. Amen? Let's bow our heads and give. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to trust you this morning, to be able to uh, just lift your name high with our first fruits, with the things that matter most to us, Lord God. We know that you will provide all of our needs, pressed down, shaken together. Lord Jesus, I believe it running over. In your name we pray, amen. All right, you guys ready for some word? I'm excited, I'm pumped up. Come on, one time, can we honor Isaiah this morning? I don't do it often, man, because like I, 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 but I, this morning we need to do it. Can we get up on our feet and welcome this young man to the stage as he delivers the word? Let him know you love him, Isaiah Boer. Come on, come on. That was good for me. Can we give it up for Jesus up in here? Come on. If you're not mad, but you're glad to be here, give somebody a high five and say, it's going to be a good day. Come on. Just tell them it's going to be a good, good day. Good morning to you, CNC family. Hopefully you're, you are as glad to be here. Uh, as I am. Before I say anything, before I do anything, of course, my name is Isaiah Board, and, and uh, I grew up here, so if, if I look new to you, that's all right, but I'm not new, you know, just grew up down the street on 22nd, you know, just a, uh, just a, just a kid from over there, but, um, but I serve now, and, and I get to, to pastor in Florida and, and at our church. I, I love where we are and love what we're doing, but I'm so glad to be here. It feels good to be home. Sometimes you just got to go home, right? Like, you, you just have to. You just have to go home. But before I say anything, I do want to say uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to all the pastors and staff that allowed me this space to be here. Come on, if you love your pastors, will you put your hands together today? Come on. If you're new here today, maybe you're online, maybe this is your first time online with us, and, and you're like, okay, like, I want the real deal, just come back next week. Tune back next week. Or if you're new here, come back next week. But I'm so excited to be here. Uh, yeah, you can laugh. It's okay. The Bible says laughter is as good medicine, and so we can laugh today. We're going to have a fun time today. You guys good? Yeah? All right. Ooh, it's going to be good. If you feel like hearing it, like I feel like teaching it, oh, we're going to walk away happy happy people. But I'm 31. I know I look 18, but I'm 31 years old. And, uh, you know, I have two kids. I want to bring my son up. My son, he came with me this morning. His name is Nehemiah. Come on, can you make some noise for Nehemiah? You want to say anything or no? You just want to wave? 
He just wants to wave to y'all and just let y'all know he's here. <laughs> love Nehemiah. He's seven years old, and you can be seated. We love Nehemiah. Uh, the reason why I'm so blessed, you can be seated, buddy. Good job. Yeah, yeah. He might want to preach. You just don't know. I don't know. Uh, but this is my family on the screens. Just wanted to show you. This picture is just a little old, but, it's, but, it's, but it, it'll work, and it'll do to just show you a picture of my family. Nehemiah, and there are seven. Uh, my wife, Desiree, I'm not telling you her age. She'll kill me, so, you know, I'm not doing that. But, uh, and that's our daughter, Noelle. She is three years old. I was adopted when I was uh, younger, and, and uh, then my wife and I, we wanted to do the same. So we adopted a little baby girl, uh, Noelle. She is she's, she running things. She's running things at my house, and, um, but we love them both. So... So very much. So that's why I'm more blessed than you. I'm just saying that they're the reason. I'm kidding. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But, uh, man, I'm excited. Let's do this. Let's pray. And then let's get to the word this morning. By a show of hands, is there anybody you've never heard me preach before? Just raise your hand. It's okay. I just want to see. Oh, okay. So you need to know this, though. I like things loud. So I like loud music, but also when, when I preach, when I speak, you can talk back to me this morning, okay? So whatever you want to say, you want to say, that's good, keep preaching, go there. You can say, that's for me. You can look at your neighbor and say, that's for you. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> it's not going to bother me. And so uh, let's do that. And then I would say this, just, just uh, I'm, I'm going to give you some things today. I hope that will encourage you. Uh, this is not a beat me up message. This is a pick you up message. And so I hope to pick you up today. And so if there's anything I say that you think, oh, man, I might need that on Tuesday, write it down. So if you're not taking notes, take notes today. How about that? But we should take notes every Sunday. But let's pray and let's go to work this morning. It's going to be a good time. Jesus, we love you. and We thank you for this incredible time of worship, incredible time of being together. We know this, it's a, a huge opportunity, it is, uh, to gather together in person and just to connect with one another, connect with you, most importantly. Do us a solid this morning. Speak to us, challenge us, change us, that we may leave uh, better than we came. We've already committed. We'll give you the credit for all the good things that shall happen today. We love you. In Jesus' name, we all said? Amen. Amen. Today, I want to talk to you just for about 95 minutes this morning. No, I didn't go be there. Somebody looked at me like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have came to this church. I just know. No, no, not 95. I just want to talk to you from this subject, a life of thankfulness, a life of thankfulness. Okay, okay so, so I've heard it said my whole life that you never know what you've got until it's gone. Have you heard that? I've, you never know really what you got until it's gone. Now, normally this uh, it's said when there's an extreme loss of something, you know, it's the loss of a person or maybe something that you held dear. And, and I just want to just let you know, I'm not going there today. We're not talking about death, passing away, dying, nothing like that today. So again, if you're new, you came to the right place. Uh, but, but, but I want to just switch this just for a second. I just want to switch this quote around and say it this way, that you never know what you've got until it's time. That you never know what you've got until it's time. Now let me unpack that this morning. Here it is. Uh, um, if you've been through any schooling system, whether it be here, maybe you're from another state, or maybe you're even from another country, you, and you went through a, a, a schooling system, uh, sometimes what happens is we lose the details. Sometimes you, you lose track of dates and, and, and deadlines and things like that. Sometimes you lose it and, and, uh, and it's really when it's, it's time, when you know that you got something coming up, you have to, you have to cram, you, you, that's when you know what you got, right? And, and has anyone ever done this in school? You're just not a great student. Anybody ever? Okay, just me. All right. So I, I guess I, I just, I developed, you know, the, the holy discipline, discipline of, of cramming. 
And so uh, it was just, it's just rough. And sometimes you just forget, right? And maybe you're just, you're like, ah, that doesn't work for me. But maybe in, in your workplace, this has worked for you. Maybe you, you've had a pitch or a presentation or a project or something due. And for whatever reason, you just forgot. You forgot the, 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 the deadline, and, and, and man, it's, your boss said, hey, I need this from you on Monday at 9 a.m., and, and you kind of forgot, but at the last minute, you are cramming, you're, 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 you're trying to get everything, everything done. We, we all do this, right? Um, maybe this has happened. Uh, let, me, let me take a quick poll of the room. If, let's just play a scenario out, right? Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., you need to fly to a different state, right? 8 a.m., let me just say, raise of hands, who, after today's service, you're going to go home and pack, because you know you got to leave tomorrow. Anybody? All right. Now, here it is. Watch this. Who would be like, ah, 8 a.m., I'll be all right. I'll pack in the morning. Anybody? That's my point, right? Like, we, 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 we cram for stuff in, in life. It, it just happens. Like, sometimes we cram for holidays, you know, once the holidays come and we think, oh, man, it's Thanksgiving time, it's Christmas time. Now I should be thankful. Now I should, oh, man, now I should be mindful of certain things. We do this, right? We do this with, with maybe on, on social media. You'll see it's somebody's birthday. And maybe you forgot. Or maybe it's just like, I didn't even know it was their birthday today. And now you're cramming to send them a gift or you're cramming, cramming to, like, to, to, to maybe send them a nice message. And what can I say? And, and, and this happens in our life. But here's the crazy thing. This, more often than not, probably more often than we'd like to admit, seeps into the more important parts of who we are. And if we're not careful, family, here's what I believe. I believe that we will cram for thankfulness. So in other words, you see our calendar, January through December. We think when it's Christmas and Thanksgiving, oh, now I should be a thankful person. Now I should be a grateful person to God for all that he's done for me. But can I say this to you? And here's what I feel is on my heart, that, that thankfulness is not a season. It's a way of life. Indeed, thankfulness is not a season. It is a way of life. Here's the question I want to ask you this morning. Uh, if I had to talk to your top three people that know you, and I'm talking about the real you, not the, we all put on a mask when we come to church. Hey, I, God bless you. I'm doing well. Oh, God, it's so good. We all do it, right? So let's get that out the way. We all do that. But if I had to talk to the three people that know you the most, and I say, hey, describe them in three words, here's the question. Would they say that you are a thankful person? If I ask them, hey, hey, describe this person, the real who they are, not, not the Sunday morning version, not the Wednesday, the real person that they are, man, are they a thankful person? Uh, I know in my life, uh, I hope to be a thankful person. I think that I'm a thankful person. I endeavor to be a th thankful person, but, but, but I don't know if that would be used of me. So for you, are, are you a person that you live a life, not just a season, but a life of thankfulness? Do you live a life of thankfulness or simply do you cram your thankfulness in when it's time? Do you live a life of thankfulness or do you cram your thankfulness in when there's enough money in your bank account to feel secure? Do you live a life of thankfulness or are you truly thankful only when your kids are doing that which you've asked them to do? Do you live a life of thankfulness when it just feels like everything in my life going according to plan. Are you a truly thankful person? Now, now you say, Pastor Isaiah, okay, what does this have to do with God? What does this have to do with my relationship with him? It has everything, friend, to do with that. Can I show you a scripture this morning? I want to show you Psalm chapter 50, verse 23, just the beginning part. It says this, but giving 
thanks. This is God saying this. Giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. And now you know this. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you know that your number one priority, your number one objective, the thing that you ought to be striving every day to do is to honor the Lord. You know this. And so this has everything to do, being, being thankful, being living a life, not just a season, but a life of thankfulness, that you know this is, this is number one priority. And, and even if you're not, even if you, you don't have a solid relationship um, with Jesus, you would, uh, you would agree with me that, that all of us have this thing built into us that we want, to, we want to give credit and honor to something that's greater than ourselves. We see this all the time. You, you ever seen a, like an award show? And you see someone go up and accept the award. Everybody, when they accept their award, is like, man, I just, I just want to thank God. You know, I just want to thank him for, for all his, man, I, just, he, I wouldn't be here without him. And sometimes what's crazy is when you don't know who that person is, right? Like, you'll go, you'll look them up, and then you see what they're known for or why they're getting that award. And sometimes you're like, they are the farthest person <laughs> from God, right? But because, here's the deal, we're all on a level playing field playing field, we all have something inside of us that wants to give glory to something greater than us. So this is huge. This, this life of thanks, thankfulness is huge because it honors God. Let me say it again just so you really get it. Thankfulness is not a season, but it's a way of life. You need to write that down right now if you're taking notes. And if you're not taking notes, write it down. The thankfulness is not a season, but it is a way of life. Man, I think when we live this type of life, it honors God. We talked about it even today. We, we sang about it today that, man, we give thanks to God. And, and, and even in the back, even, even before we, we began service today, the worship team gathered and, and they said, let's give praise and thanks to God even on today. It, it, what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be Thanksgiving to, to be thankful, right? It doesn't have to be Christmas to, to be thankful. We can do this all year and we should for all that God has done for us. If you agree, would you just say amen right there? All right, so here's what we're going to do today. I want to give us just a few keys to thankfulness. If you're going to live a life, not just a season, not when it's just convenient, not when everyone, everyone is expecting you to live it. If you're going to live a true life of thankfulness, I just want to give you a few keys this morning, I think, that are going to help you out. And here's the first one. You ready? The first one, you got to find joy. If you're going to live a true life of thankfulness, you have to find joy. Now, today... I love going to, to like one passage of scripture and just digging in and pulling principles from it. Today, I'm not going to do that. Today, we're going to jaywalk the scriptures a little bit. We're just going to go here, there, and everywhere. But I promise it'll make sense. But if you want to live a life, not just a season of thankfulness, I think you've got to find joy. So I'm going to take us to John chapter 15 and verse 11. Let me set up the context so when I give you the content, you, it'll really make, make some sense. So Jesus is in his public ministry. He's healing people. He's raising people from the dead. He is, he's incredible. Crowds have gathered from near and far to hear him and see what he would do. And Jesus just got done talking with his disciples. This is, uh, um, um, this is John 15. But he's just got done talking with his disciples. He's told them that, hey, I'm going to be leaving. But when I leave, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead you and guide you and comfort you. Anybody, this sound familiar? Okay, this is a popular passage of Scripture. So he says this. Uh, but then I love what he says, John 15, 11. He says, I've told you this so that my, what's that word? Joy. That my joy may be in you. And that your joy may be complete. Jesus was saying this, that like I, the reason why I came here is I have a joy because I know I have right standing with my father. He's in me. I'm in him. This is that passage that we get that, 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 that 
you know, portion of scripture. And Jesus says, I have this, this relationship with him and I have joy and I want you to have it. Jesus is saying the point of me teaching you is that you would have joy. I have it. I want it to be in you so that yours can be complete. This is incredible what Jesus is laying on the disciples in this moment. He says, I want you to have just a little bit of joy. I love this. Um, um, one of my favorite preachers to listen to is Dr. Tony Evans, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas. I don't know if you heard about him, but he's awesome. He just got like a little small church. It's not really doing much, but you know. Um, no, I'm just playing. It's, it's a big church. It's a real big church. Anyway, he said this, and I love this about joy. This was his definition of joy. Joy is internal stability in spite of external circumstances because of the knowledge that God is in control. He said that that's what true joy is. See, joy is different than happiness. Happiness is if Ohio State would have beat Michigan, then I would have been happy. Would you have been happy? All right, I would have been happy because they didn't, and we lost to Georgia. Man, I'm, I wasn't happy, you know, but happy, happiness is based on your happenings. But joy is just a little bit different. Joy says no matter what's going on on the outside, because I know God is in control, I'm safe, I'm secure, and I am stable. Does this make sense to you? If you're going to live a life, not just a season of thankfulness, you got to find joy. And, and, and this is what he says. Now, now it's, it's hard because, because what do you, how do you find joy when joy is hard to find? That's the question. How do I find joy when I'm facing severe loss in my life? How do I find joy when I'm not well in my mind? How do I find joy when I'm not well in my body? How do I find joy when there's so much month left and not a lot of money? How do I find joy when my kids aren't acting right? How do I find joy when it feels like I got no friends? How do I find joy when my spouse and I are just on two different wavelengths and it just ain't working? How do I find joy? Can I give you the answer to that question right here? Write this down. This is how you find joy when joy is hard to find. You have to settle in your heart that God is good. This, this is, you got to settle in your heart that, that God is good. No matter what's happening on the outside, no matter my external circumstances, God and his nature and his character is good. And so I'm going to find joy anyway. I'm going to find joy even when it feels like I'm in the darkest night of my soul. I'm going to find joy anyway because God is good. His nature, his character, the things that he, that he is, the, the whole person that he is, he is good. So when joy is hard to find, you have to settle in your heart that God is good. And then you got to find joy anyway. Finding joy helps us live a life of thankfulness. You got to go and find it. Here's what I know. This is crazy. Watch this. Joy is a choice. Ooh, let me back it up. Say it again. Joy is a choice. You and I, we may be different. Some of y'all, I'm a lot darker than you. So th that's the difference right there. <laughs> Some of you, I, I, I just live a different life. Like there, there are things that annoy you that don't annoy me and, and vice versa. There are things that I can't stand. If we were to sit down and share those things, you, you might be all right. Uh, I wouldn't be, but, but we're just different, right? So, 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 so all of us, right? But, but here's the crazy thing. No matter our differences, we both have the same opportunity when we wake up in the morning. We can find joy. 
check this out. If you're looking for something to be mad about, you can find it. <laughs> We're different people, but, we, but we, both, we both can find it, right? If you're looking for something when you wake up in the morning to be sad about, you can find it. <laughs> if you're looking for something to be discouraged by and disappointed by, you can find it. Now, here's the crazy thing. The opposite is true. If you're looking for something to be happy about, you can find it. If you're looking for something to be uplifted by and encouraged by, you can find We're different, but we both have that same opportunity when we wake up in the morning. Why? Because joy is a choice. You and I, we choose if we're going to be joyful or not. And here's what I love about joy being a choice. And here's what I love about joy. It's free. <laughs> Finding joy is free. <laughs> like, so many things cost something in life. You know, you go to Meyer and they're raising prices on stuff. I wanted to buy some steaks yesterday just to commemorate my time here in the great state of Ohio. And then I saw them prices. I said, it might be hot dogs today. I'm playing, I'm bougie, I bought them anyway. But <laughs> we got them anyway, didn't we? we? My family's here, love them, they serve here, they go here, and, and I hung out with them. We bought them anyway, right? But, but, but everything costs something, right? Like down in Florida, we have this amazing uh, um, grocery store chain. It's called Publix, and they say it's where shopping's a pleasure. What's not a pleasure is the prices, because it probably rivals my, uh, Meyer or anything you have, have here. Uh, so that everything costs something. It's tough, right? Gas prices sometimes are crazy through the roof, and everything's up, right? But finding joy is free. You have to pay a lot in this life for different things, but finding joy, man, that's, we can all do that. It don't matter what your bank account looks like now. We can all find joy. Friends, I'm just trying to tell you, if you see somebody that's living a life of thankfulness and you want to be like them, chances are they've mastered the art of finding joy. And if you want to live a life that's not just a season, but a life of thankfulness, you need to find joy. You have to learn to master that art of finding joy. Is that helping you this morning? All right, let me keep rolling. Let me keep rolling. I've got a lot more to cover. Y'all tired of me yet? Woo! I love y'all. Here it is. Second thing you want to do, you want to live a life of thankfulness, not just a season. You got to look around. You, you just got to, got to look around. So, so let me set this, the scene here. David... Mighty warrior, mighty worshiper, mighty man of God, the man after God's own heart. This man messed up so many times, and God still loved him. I love David's story because I look at it, I'm like, man, I messed up sometimes too, but God still loves me. David's incredible. David, man, so many people write about David. It's crazy. If you're new to faith, you're like, man, I don't know who to study. I don't know who I can look to their life and take out principles to live up. David is your boy. Okay, so David's in the cave. He's on the run from King Saul. It is bad. Friends that he had now have turned to foes. Everything is bad. David says, I'm on the run. I'm out of here because King Saul's trying to kill me. He finds himself in a cave, and it's from that cave, not a good place. I don't know who hangs out in caves, but David was running for his life, right? It's not even a good place. It's from there that he writes Psalm 34.1. I bet you you know it. Here it is. I will bless the Lord. David, was everything going well in your life? No, I'm on the run. I'm in the cave running for my life. But he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. So, so not when everything is good. That's easy. Everybody can do that. But can you bless the Lord when things aren't good? When there's not enough that you feel that can get you through? Can you, bless, can you find yourself like David 
and say, I'll bless the Lord. David says this from a cave. He says, I, I will bless the Lord all time. His praise shall continually be in my, I love this about David, that he said it doesn't matter what's happening out there. I'm going to choose to bless the Lord at, at all times. I think that when I, when I read this, it's like the word times just like leapt off of the pages of the text to me because I thought about good times and I, and I thought about bad times and, and we're all human, right? We have in between times. So I thought about that. But then I started thinking about the word time in terms of like time frame. So I started thinking about past times and future times and, and, and present time. And here's, I began to get excited because here's what I began to notice that, man, as I look back at my life, man, I, I'm filled with joy as I look at back at my pastime. Like, like, like even my story. Like, I, I was born 1991, October 19th. Doctors termed me as a crack baby. I was taken from my family, put into a new family that would love me and nurture me and adopt me and, and bring me in. They took me to a little church at 4125 Levitt Road in Lorain, Ohio, where I would learn the precepts, learn God's commandments, learn from people that, 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 that ultimately would like stir me and push me towards my calling. And now I'm able to do the same for other people. And I began to get excited because I said, you know what? If I took time to just look back in my life, I, I think that God's been good to me. He like, I don't got everything I want right now, but I think God's been good to me. If we had time to just talk just a little bit of time, I may tell you some mistakes I've made and some, some things I'm like, you know, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing. Anybody else like me? But somehow I came out and still some people think I'm just, I'm just unscathed. And I think that's because God has just been good to me. I began to think about times where I got what I didn't deserve. I begin to think about times when I went to the grocery store and I said, you know, I don't know if there's any money in here, but I'm going to swipe this card anyway. And it worked. Look at that. God has provided for me. I'm just wondering right now, is there anybody that would just raise your hand and say, as I look back at my life, God has been so good. To Come on, can you make some noise? I told myself I was going to be quiet and subdued in here. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry, sir. If it's your first time, I'm, I'm sorry about that. But I just began to look back at all. Somebody in here might just need to know all you got to do is just take a look around your life and you'll be filled with thankfulness. Oh, God does this thing where he meets our needs and, and he covers us and, and he blocks stuff from us, some of which we don't even know. He does it so seamlessly, so, so seamlessly. Sometimes we don't even give him praise for it because he just does it on his own. So I'm just trying to encourage you and stir your faith this morning. Look around your life. There you will see the faithfulness and the provision of God. And that's just, that's just my past. That's just mi pasado, but mi presente. Who's Spanish in here? Anybody? Yeah. Woo. I had to pick up a little Espanol in mi vida. I started to look around my life, even in the present, and I just said, man, God, you've been so good to me, even in this present moment. He's been good to you in this present moment. I, I don't know if you know this, but, 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 but it took seven nights for you to get from last Sunday to this Sunday. <laughs> Some of you now, huh? what, okay. do you know what can happen to you in the middle of the night? I love, we, we all, some of us in here love our firearms and our security systems. But unless God keeps your house, it don't even matter what you got. But it took seven nights for you to get from last Sunday to this and you're still here. You got to look around your life and just say, okay, God, 
I guess you've been doing a good job. I guess you've been doing what you said you would do. Come on, this is good news. You got to look around your life. So many of us, we travel to and from work. Do you know what can happen to you on the roads? Yet God has softened in his infinite grace and mercy to watch over you and keep you safe. I'm just saying you just need to look around. You want to find some joy. You look around at all that God, here's the deal. You may not have everything you want. But here's the thing. Thankfulness, it's not about what you want. It's about what you already have. Oh, come on. If I'm going to be truly thankful to God and what he's done, it's not about what I want. Oh, that'll come. But it's about what I already have. Some of us, as we look at our life, we think, oh, it's just not enough. It's just, it's just not good. You need to read your Bible because God does something so cool with, with, with what we think is not enough. I'm just reminded, even in this moment, of a little boy who just had a couple loaves of fish, a couple pieces of, uh, 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 of bread, and God did something incredible, crazy. God said to Moses, Exodus chapter 3, he said, listen, I'm about to do a miracle through you. What is that in your hand? It's not about what you don't have. It's about what you already have. And he said, it's a staff. Moses didn't even know God was setting him up. That same staff would be the one he would put in the Red Sea and it would part. God does crazy with what we think. Ah, it's, just, it's just a little bit. David said, man, it's just got a few smooth stones. He took down Goliath. So many judges ruled for God's people just using what they had in their hand. It's not about what you don't have. It's about what you already have. It's not about what you want. It's about what you are. God has already given you. You just have to look around. And if you put your faith and trust, hope in Jesus, here's what you can know, that your past is done and God's handled that. He's sustaining you even right now in the future or in the present. And then your future is going to be great. God promises that he has good plans for us, plans to prosper us and to give us a hope, plans to lift us up, plans to be with us. He said, I will be with you. Yeah. This, friends, is good news that I just came to drop on you this morning. You want to live a life, not just a season of thankfulness, find joy. Find it. It's free. It's a choice. But look around your life and see all that God has done. Can I give you the third one? Here, here's the third one. Receive thankfully. Receive thankfully. You got to receive. Thank, now, this sounds, this sounds kind of crazy. This sounds, so, so let me unpack this. David I've alluded to him a few times. He's a, he's a, he's a powerful man. He's a bad man. I love his relationship with God because it's just so real. Sometimes it's, it, it's, it's dark and it's muddy and it's like, God, where are you? Sometimes it's like, man, I'm, I'm feeling great. Sometimes it's, he's on top of life's mountain, it feels like. Like he's on cloud nine and, and you can read about that. And sometimes he's hiding in a cave. But David knew something about asking really good questions. I told you I'm jaywalking the Bible today. So Psalm 116, David asks the million dollar question, which is, what should I return to the Lord? for all his goodness to me. What could I give God for all these? I love this out of the New Living Translation. It says this. It says, oh, there it is. Yeah, there we go. What, what can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? This is the million-dollar question. What, what, ask yourself, what could I give God for all that he's done? For, how do you give a God who has everything something? How do I give God something that, that he, he already has? How do I give God, how do I repay God? How, how, do I, how do I somehow make amends? How do I somehow 
even the line? How do I somehow bring our relationship to an even? How do, how do I do? This is a million-dollar question that David asks. The answer is, he says this. If you drop down just a few verses, or just one verse, he says, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Some translations here say, I will take up the cup of salvation. In other words, here's how I repay God for all that he's done for me. I gracefully and I thankfully receive that which he is giving to me. I love this passage of scripture because though it's located in Psalms, it has some roots all the way into Jesus's life. If you remember the 12 disciples, they, they come together at the end for the last supper. You, you probably remember this. Even if you're new to church, you just remember Jesus has this last hangout, this last barbecue with the boys and, and they're hanging out. And, 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 and Jesus, what he does is during this dinner, he takes a cup and then he passes it around and, and they all take just a sip of it. We, we, we did this today. We took Holy Communion and, and, and the disciples, what did they do? They accepted that which their master, that which the Lord Jesus had given to them. And now you keep going, fast forward a few hours. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he says this word. He says, if it's, it's not my will, but yours be done. If it's possible, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But it's not my will, but yours be done. Jesus accepted the cup that his father had given to him. How do you repay a God that's given you everything? You gracefully accept. Why? Because truly generous and giving people, it's in their culture. It's in their DNA. Um, they love to give. And how do you repay them? You take that which they give to you, right? Like to snub them or to not, not take that gift, to reject that gift. That's offensive. That's disrespectful. So how do you give God uh, and how do you give him uh, thanks? How do you repay him for all he's done for you? You gracefully receive that which he has given to you. Does this make sense? Uh, this was a couple, a couple years ago. I, uh, I, I, was, I was with uh, my pastor, and we were talking just random stuff and just, just talking. And, and how many know it's good to talk to your pastor? Come on, some, some of y'all come on, some of y'all need to talk to your pastor just a little bit more. We see your social media, so some of y'all need no, no, I'm just playing, <laughs> kind of. But some of us, you know, it, it's good to talk to your pastor. And, and it's not just good to talk to him, but it's good to listen to him or her. Some of us are good at the talking, and then they give us something. The pastor Lou gave us something to do, and ah, I don't want that. But it's good to listen to your pastor, okay? That's a side note. You should listen to your pastor. Everybody just say this. Make this commitment with me. Say, I, I will listen to my pastor. There you go. There you go. Yeah, if you don't like your pastor, go to another church. But you should find a pastor, and you, you can trust this pastor. But I'm just saying, like, if you're not willing to take advice from him, find another pastor. All right. Anyway, I was talking to my pastor, and, and it was good. It, it, I just brought him to him some, th some stuff. He, he asked me a couple questions, and, um, and then I said, uh, you know, I, I answered his questions. And I remember he said this, and this, this was crazy, man. He said, you know, Isaiah, he said, if somebody ever, if God ever puts people in your life that, that simply come to give, we all know there are people in your life that simply come to take. Amen. <laughs> Watch those people too. But when God sends the opposite to your life, people that just simply come to give, they simply come to lift you up, they simply come to encourage you, you know, take that which they are giving to you. I hurt my pride a little bit because I'm like, man, I got this, dude. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm a grown man. You know who I am? But he's right, you know. And, and in that moment, I had to learn the humility of, man, God sends people into your life, and this is a great big blessing. All my students, 6th to 12th grade, if you're a student in here, like, those people that you think are annoying, and maybe they are. Let's, let's just say maybe they are. 
but they are put in your life for a purpose. Those teachers, those mentors, those coaches, they love you and they're serving you. And so you know what? Like, like instead of looking at them as like, man, they're the villain in my life or man, I'm always at odds with them. Just, just say, you know what? Maybe, just maybe God has given them to me to just, to just impart wisdom to my life, to just help grow me up. Some of us, we have bosses like that. Some of us are sitting here today talking about, man, we don't want to go to work tomorrow. I don't want to see my boss. But maybe, just maybe, they, maybe they got some issues. hey oh, <laughs> maybe they need a pastor, okay? But just maybe God has sent them into your life to give you something, to impart to you something. The best thing that you could do is just gracefully receive. Because God will send people into your life that just want to give, that just want to be a blessing to you. And you receive, thankfully, with that, man. That, that, that's how you find a life. That's how you live, not just a season, but a life of thankfulness. You, you got to find joy. Uh, you got to look around. Sometimes you have to press pause on life and just look around and say, you know what, man? I, God, I, you have been good to me. But you have to gracefully receive that which God is sending your way. So many of us were really good at, at being cheerful givers, but we're not good at being cheerful receivers. There's something to be said about being a cheerful giver. I believe that God loves, indeed, a cheerful giver. But then when God wants to bless you, accept it. Even if it don't look like what you thought it would look like. Even if it doesn't feel like that, what you thought it would feel like. Gracefully receive that. How do you repay a God like that? Man, you, you gracefully receive. Somebody can come up here and play the keys or help me close. I don't want to tear up your morning this morning. Just wanted to come yell at you just for a little bit. But I kind of want to begin my, my descent, begin my conclusion kind of where I began. For real, as you, as you examine your life, for real, as you look at your life, would the word thankfulness be attached to who you are? For real, if somebody were to, were to, were to look at your life, they were to, to, to observe your life, would they say that this, this person, this is a, this is a truly thankful person. It's not all about pleasing people and it's not all about looking good for people and, and trying to impress people. But there is something to be said about the way, uh, um, let me say it like this, there's something to be said about being on the other side of you. What's it like to be on the other side of you? Are you a truly thankful person? If I had asked people around you, what would they say? Moreover, if I would ask God, who has given you so, given us so much, what would he say about you? Would he say that, yeah, this, this, is, this is a thankful person. This, this, I love blessing this person because they're just so thankful. They receive from me all that I'm giving to them. They have perspective enough to stop life's hustle and bustle and to just look around and, and appreciate all that I've done for them. Really, that, that's the main question is, what would God say about you? Can you trust God? Absolutely. But can God trust you? Can he trust you to be a thankful person? Oh, God doesn't have to do all that he's doing for you, but he does because he's a truly generous and giving God. We learned that from probably the most popular verse in scripture, John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he, that he gave. Would God look down from heaven and say to you, yeah, you're a thankful person. Here's the takeaway. Here's the challenge for everybody. If you're online, if you're
here in person. Here's what it is. Write this down. Here's what I want us to all do in this moment. I want us all to commit for the rest of this year. It's March. The year's starting. It's flying by. But for the rest of this year, we're going to be thankful people. We're not going to cram our thankfulness in in November and December. We're going to be thankful people right now for all that God has done for us. So here's the practical takeaway. Some of us in this room, we might just need to like set a, set a note in our phone, a reminder in our phone that, hey, when it's not popular in like May, I'm going I'm to check in with myself and see how am I doing at this whole thing? How am I, how am I living? Am I tr- living a true thankfulness? Not in November when everybody's doing it. Not in December when it's all in everybody's mind. I'm talking about in June, you're going to check in with yourself and, okay, God, how am I doing at this thing? You've blessed me with so much and my past, my present, and I believe my future's in your hands. So, so how am I doing in this? Some of us need to do it. Some of us, after service, you might just need to go to the store and, and buy a little journal and just every day begin to just, here's what God did today. Here's the deal. It might just be God still allowed me to put food on the table. It may not be what, what the world will consider huge and, and big and grand. It might just be I'm still breathing on my own. You do know that when you woke up this morning, there was no guarantee you were getting up out of the bed. Your eyes open, but some people didn't do that today. So, so some of us, it just needs, we just need to write, and it might just be small things. Oh, God is a God of big things, and he can do great things, and he does it. I sense it. I feel it. I know that it's happening here, but he's also the God that can just do the everyday, that can just meet your needs every day. So much so, you're like, I don't even... I don't even feel it because he's just that good. He's that seamless, that smooth. God's got it like that. So how about we do this today, all of us, and we commit to living not a season, but a life of thankfulness. I think that's what we began here, Psalm 50, 23. That's what honors God. I think that's what unlocks God's blessing over your life. Come on, does this help you today? Come on, does this lift you up today? Oh, I just wanted to just encourage you. I want to live this, this way in my life. I think it honors God to, 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 to live this kind of a life. Mm. Parents, I think it sets a good example for our kids when we live this way. Students, if you're like, man, my parents suck. They're not even that good. You can model for them. Don't matter about age. You can still model, model for them the way they ought to go. All of us, for the CEO in the room, you can do this. The low man, low woman on the totem pole. You can do this. We can do this. We can live lives, not just seasons of thankfulness. Can I pray over you? And then I'll release it back to our campus pastor. Oh God, I'm thankful for all that you've done for me. Maybe today for somebody, they just need to get into your house and just hear me say, God has done so much for them. God, even now, bring to, th- bring to mind the things that you've done for us. The simple things. The times where we didn't think we'd make it, but we made it the times where you've allowed us to make it and we didn't even have worry about it because we just knew you had to take it. Thank you for all of it. God, our lives ought to be uh, just a reflection of the goodness and the faithfulness of you and let us do that. I pray over my friend, my brother, my sister today, Lord, that you would allow them to just feel your peace and your presence for those that are finding joy in hard places, continue to give them strength to do so. For those that feel like they're up against the worst life can throw at them, be with them, comfort them. You said that your presence would be with us. You're near to the brokenhearted, so be with us in this room. Lord, for those of us today that need to learn what it is to press pause on life, let us do that to look around all you've done for us. Those of us that are just a little bit like me, we got a little bit of pride left in us. Ooh, 
help us to receive thankfully all that you have for your good God generous God a giving God a loving God a saving God a healing God a powerful God we sing it how wonderful how powerful how beautiful is your name we're committing today we're going to be people that live lives not seasons of thankfulness but a life of it because it honors you we love you in Jesus name come on we all said Come on, amen. Let's give God some praise up in here. All right, y'all. Were you blessed this morning? Come on. That's a good word right there. Get up on your feet with me. I, uh, there's a couple things I want to share with you before we go. Um, we talked at length about our Joshua Kids program and the sponsorship opportunity. And the reason why these photographs and these cards are on the altar this morning is because we're presenting these young lives before the Father and, and we're going to pray over them. But I'll, I'm not going to pray for them right now, like up here on stage, lean for you. What I'm going to ask you to do is before you leave today, would you just take a few minutes and, and, and pass by, lay hands on, uh, stay for a moment, whatever you need to do. Um, I know there's a lot of us. It might take some time, but I think it's worth it. Um, because beyond the money and beyond the time and all those things, the power of prayer works, and I, I know it does. And when we're, when we're touching and agreeing, there's names on these cards. Pray specific to these young boys and young girls, to their names, that they be blessed, that they be made whole, uh, that, be, that the bondages in their lives be broken, that they be protected, that the mercy of God reach their life. So I want to ask you to do that just in a moment before we go. And, and I'm going to leave it up to you. I know everybody isn't, isn't going to do it, but that's okay. But, but I, know, I know that, that there is a, a, a group of you, uh, many, that, that will agree and touch and pray over these lives because it's, it, it matters. And then when you're done praying, what I would love to see is there not one card left up here. What I'd love to see is every single one of these be taken, filled out, drop that card in the box, make a commitment to support them financially, make a commitment to support them spiritually uh, for the duration of the year, the duration of the year. So, so before we do that, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to come forward just in a moment, pray for them, um, call them by name, and then consider taking one of those cards today um, and sponsoring a child for the entire year, okay? Will you do that with me? And then lastly, before we go, again, I want to invite all of my new friends uh, to come and meet me. I'm going to be just outside in the lobby. I'd love to just shake your hand, have a couple of minutes with you to introduce myself uh, and get to know you just a little bit more. Were you guys blessed by Isaiah today? Give him some love one more time. That was awesome. That was awesome. We all know the drill. You want to do it with me? We're going to live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. You ready for that? Let's do it on three. Three, two, one. Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. Be blessed. We'll see you guys here Wednesday night, 7 o'clock next Sunday.